Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. Today is our season finale Q&A episode. So every season we do a Q&A episode where the community asks us questions and we answer. So let's go. And it is getting harder to see your face. All right. Well, welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your host, Justina McKenzie on Midtown Radio. And today is our season five finale. Wee! So that's crazy. Um, but as is tradition, we will be doing a Q&A episode. So we've gone ahead and collected questions from the community and we'll be answering, wow, answering them. Nice. We'll be answering them blind. So we have not pre-read these questions we're just gonna pull questions from a hat like a legit hat and um answer them as they come through so a real hat here folks a real hat this is the first time i every other time we've just added the one the one time i had them in a pile on my desk that was that was the hat we've upgraded we're legit we're legit today all right it's time to start. All right, let's do it. I'm excited. Me too. I like I like when we do these things and we don't get to prep. It's fun. Can I like hear being me? on the spot. Can you hear? Yes, we can okay. hear it. Matt, no need to add in sound effects. Mackenzie's got us covered. <laughs> oh, this is a cute one to start with. Kayla. It, it is. How is working with your best friend? <laughs> Well, that's a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) Mackenzie, you get to go first. Uh, So I will go first. Okay. It is overall really great because Justine and I have a 20-ish year relationship where we um, have learned to communicate fairly well together. And um, if one of us is, you know feeling stuff then we're able to just lay it all out and fairly easily communicate and get our points across so overall it's been a lot of fun we have a lot of fun like going to our events together like yeah you're like tagging along like you and your bff are like doing dog stuff all the time it's awesome um but yeah as far as like the the business aspect it's been it's been it's been good it's been a learning experience for us both. It has. And it's really fun because I think we bring 
um, very different things to the table. Like we have very different skill sets. And I think that's kind of grown and evolved as we've grown and evolved the business. But like when we came into this, like I came in with like a lot of like planning and organizational abilities, but you came in with like all these connections in the dog community and with so much dog knowledge and you like put those two things together and it's like, bam, awesome podcast. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. And here here we are five seasons later. (laughs) Over 60 episodes. And we've like, we still have so many things to talk about. It's nuts. Right. Are we going to run out eventually? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, Let's hope not. Let's just say let's hope not. Okay. Love it. On to the next. These questions are all, I think, really great. Okay. Number uh, seven. How would you recommend handling finding a dog left in a hot car? Oh, that's a good question. This is a very good question and very timely as it is summer. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to go first. So I think this is very contextual. Like I think there, I think it's going to depend on like where this happens. Are there other people around? Um, is it obvious that the car is on the air conditioning is on the dog? Like there are now, we have enough technology that there actually are cars now where you can fully like, I'm pretty sure Tesla's have like a crazy setup for keeping dogs safe in the heat. So if it was very obvious that air conditioning is on dog, it does not visibly look distressed. Dog doesn't look hot. Dog is just chilling. I might hang for a little bit and just kind of observe to make sure that like the person comes back. Um, If it's hot, and they've cracked the window and the car's definitely off and the dog looks hot and distressed. I'm probably going to call. There's like a provincial hotline that you can call. Um, I'm probably going to call that. I'm probably going to look around for the owner. If there's a store, I'm probably going to go into the store and be like, who owns this Honda Civic with this license plate <laughs> and ask the store maybe to like broadcast it depending on what kind of store you're in. And, uh, if nobody showed up from the hotline and if no owner came out, you bet your ass, I am breaking a window or checking to see if the car is actually unlocked (laughs) before smashing a window. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine that. Just smash the window and it's unlocked. I would do that. (laughs) Um, I believe there is, um, yeah, the, um, there is like a non-emergency police hotline that you can call as well. Um, and I've seen cars be smashed into by individuals from the community and from police officers because of dogs being left in cars. And it is scary. Like it's, um, but yeah, Justine, you nailed it on the head. Uh, I think those are all the steps you can really take. We, the KW Humane Society also this time of year always show, uh, shares, um, really great tips and tricks on what to do if you find a hot or a dog in a hot car. So, uh, keep a lookout for, for those, uh, infographics and, um, yeah, every year they, they post something. So, all right. Next question. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Before we move on, I got the number. So there's an animal abuse hotline, and it's 
926-4625, also 1833-9-ANIMAL. Perfect. You need to like remember that better. Um, and then you also can call your local humane society. I don't know what that looks like um, in off hours, um, but I would be calling that hotline first. So 1833-9-ANIMAL, 1833-926-6, nope, rewind, one 923 926 If you see an animal alone in a hot vehicle. Beautiful. Done. Well, not. Don't do that. Don't be that person. Also that. Okay. All right. Next question. Okay. Uh, What places, spaces, businesses in KW aren't dog friendly that you wish were? Ooh. Um, Such a good question. Um, I mean, I really wish all patios were dog friendly. I was just going to say, I was just going to say that I wish that all brewery slash restaurant patios allowed dogs, but it is up to the business's discretion. And I get there's reasons why, but it would be nice that if, if they just all were, and then you didn't have to worry about it. Um, where else? Even places like pharmacies like I feel like there's sometimes that I'm just out with Marshall and it would be really easy to just like run a quick errand oh LCBOs come on LCBO just be dog friendly why can't dogs come into the LCBO what are they gonna do right like if I'm out running errands or if I'm out I want to grab something on my way home from a hike with Marshall like I don't want to leave him in the car, so I would rather bring him into Shoppers Drug Mart or the LCBO when I quickly go in, and then I know he is safe and not hot, and he's with me, and I think that's why so many stores have brought in policies where dogs can come in It's in an attempt to keep dogs safe and keep them from not being left in cars. Uh, Canadian Tire is really good with that. They even have signs um, that say, is your dog left in your hot car? Bring them in, please. Yeah, it's really. Another place I wish was dog friendly are like the bigger malls. Mm -hmm. Not that I like like going to malls, but honestly, in the winter when it's like really, really, really cold, I would totally go to Fairview Mall and just like do a couple laps. Yeah. 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 Right? Like super engaging for your dog, really good um, kind of stimulating environment, tire them out, still get some exercise um, because when it's minus 30 outside, your options are pretty limited. Yep. I agree. Um, I can't really think, I think our community, we're pretty fortunate that our community does have so many dog-friendly spaces, um, businesses, restaurant patios, um, you know, we're pretty fortunate, but yeah, I agree. The LCBO one, I don't get. Just let dogs in. Come on. Remember when the wine store downtown Kitchener uh, was open? That was great. That was the best. Does the beer store let dogs in? No, they do not. Service dogs only. Also, why? Um, again, I don't know. Oh, I have a better answer for this. Dogs need to be allowed on the LRT. Oh, nailed it. Honestly, if you want to build a dog-friendly community and a community where you're encouraging people to go carless... (laughs) How do you expect dog owners to get around? 
Like, I can't go anywhere with Marshall when Joey's out with the car um, because I can't take him on the LRT and there's only so many places I can walk to. Yeah, I agree. I I think that a dog-friendly KW petition to have dogs allowed on the LRT is should happen. It's coming. It's, Let's do it. We should. It's, Come on. It's You nailed it by saying dog-friendly spaces, less tra- traffic, well, more opportunity. And Ubering with a dog or taxiing with a dog. Hit or it, miss. Exactly. So, mm. well, even let's say you live in a condo downtown and you have a dog and you need to take your dog to the vet and your dog isn't, and your vet isn't within walking distance. How do you get there if you don't have a car? You either hope for a ride or pay <laughs> right? bucks to Uber. It's like five extra dollars for the Uber pet. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> Well, that was a really good question. I loved that question, and I'm glad I thought of that as my brain worked. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, there you have it. There's our first, uh, what did we answer? Three questions. Three? uh, Four? It's only three. Yeah, that was only three. Mm -hmm. It went by fast. Uh, There's our first three questions answered, um, and we're going to take a quick break and be right back to answer some more. back to the dog friendly kw podcast with your hosts justina mckenzie on midtown radio kw so today is our q a episode and we're answering all of your questions on a whim with absolutely no advanced prep so let's dive into some more surprise questions okay got my hat again ready can you hear it yeah you can definitely okay. hear it <laughs> It's really high quality sound effect. Okay. Oh, I'm keeping this one for the end. Okay, before we go on, can you look at Marshall? He literally fell asleep hugging two of his toys. Oh. <laughs> okay, this one is what a, a guy. Okay, I've got it. These questions are fantastic. Our community is great. All right. You guys are great. What has Dog Friendly KW taught you since it started? Oh, my goodness. I'll go first. Yeah, you go first because I went first last time. So, honestly, it's taught me personally that there are a lot of people out there that really love their dogs. Of course, I already knew this, but to see all of these people come together on one platform slash at events slash, you know, messaging us and reaching out to us, um, on our social medias, like it's been very, very like humbling almost just to see how 
you know, togetherness dogs bring us, like how much togetherness is created from, from dogs and people's love for dogs. So I would say that, um, I had an idea that it existed, but to be fully like immersed in it has just been so special. So, um, I would just say, you know, Kitchener Waterloo Cambridge pluses community love of dogs is what it's taught me. Right. Okay. Mine's a little different. Um, I would say that the most important thing I've learned is that in the dog space, many, many folks see things as very black and white. So you're either force free or you're balanced or tool using or you are a raw feeder, or you are a kibble feeder. You're this or you're that, you're this or you're that. And um, I think as I've engaged with so many people in this community, you start to learn that as you kind of break down those conversations and you break down those barriers, and we explore these things on the podcast a lot, um, there's really not a lot of black and white. Most of us kind of just live in the gray and we're usually just trying to do the best for our dogs. And we might try one approach and it doesn't work for our dogs. We try something different and there's a lot of judgment in the dog community. And I think that comes from these polarizing views. Um, But I don't think they have to be so polarizing because I think a lot of us do live in the middle ground. And I think that's where our community exists, um, which is what I really love about it. But I definitely would have fallen on the side of being more binary in the sense of like, this is good, this is bad. And as we've learned and evolved within this community, I've definitely tried to kind of let go of that. So, yeah. Wow. That's a great answer. I know. You should have a podcast or something. Oh, my God. So people can hear me talk about these great things that I just come up with on a whim. That's great. Um, yeah, I guess I guess I had a little more experience prior to Dog Friendly KW with that yeah. a little bit of knowledge. Marshall taught me a lot about the balance training piece, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a great answer. All right. Good question, too. All right. That's a good question. What do I have here? Okay. We kind of answered this one in the past, but let's answer it again because it's adorable. Okay. What are Marshall, Aladar, and Willa's favorite treats and or activities to do? Do you want to go first? Want me to go first? You go first. Okay. I'll start with treats. Marshall literally will eat almost anything. I'm not kidding. This dog is my compost. I don't have compost because I live in a condo building. I try to DIY at home compost. 10 out of 10 do not recommend. Marshall is my compost. So I literally, he eats all of like the ends of our vegetables. Like I'm talking like the ends of carrots, like the crappy pieces of bell pepper you don't want to eat. Like Marshall's got a covered kale stems. He's on it. This dog will eat almost anything with a crunch to it. Um, But I would say some of his favorites are obviously anything like meat based because he's a dog, Um, but he loves watermelon and he loves anything peanut butter. 
So those are his favorite treats. And in terms of activities, he loves walks. He loves playing with other dogs. He also loves playing with us. We play with him like several times a day with his toys. Um, And he loves naps on the couch. He does that quite often. Yeah. He's doing doing. it. He's doing it right, right now. now. <laughs> right now. Yeah, those are his favorite things. And we're hoping to, like, get him into some more dog sports in the coming weeks and months. So hopefully we'll find some, like, more things that he really loves. He also really loves nose work. We do that a lot at home, too. Well, that's a lot of things that Marshall loves. And that he is loves wonderful. so many things. <laughs> um. For my guys, so Aladar's favorite treats are anything beef related. You just literally have to say the word burger and her ears perk up. And she, I don't know how she like was taught that word, um, but she just loves beef. Um, so uh, that is one of her favorite things. Um, also, she loves um, any of the treats from Finnegan's Deli. Um, just the one ingredient um, protein treats are her favorite for sure. Willa is similar to Marshall. She loves almost anything except vegetables. Um, but she's still interested in what you're eating, thinking that maybe it would be good. And then she'll maybe take a crunch or two and spit it out if she doesn't like it. So, or just sniff it and turn her nose up. Yeah. So um, she did try watermelon for the first time a few weeks ago, and she did like it. I honestly, I think a lot of dogs like watermelon. Yeah, frozen watermelon is a great treat for dogs. So on hot days, yeah, just uh, freeze them up, have it handy, and uh, give them some little bite-sized watermelon frozen pieces, and they love that. Yeah. Um, But my guy's favorite activities to do um, is, this sounds silly, uh, but they just love to run around and chase each other. They would literally run in circles and chase each other for a very long time if I allowed them to. Um, they just love exploring. They love sniffing. They love hiking. They love, um, well, Willa loves agility. Aladar loves agility too, just is not as keen on it. But um, uh, yeah, I would say hiking, exploring. They love camping. Like They also love just sleeping under a blanket. That is what they are doing right now. <laughs> One of their favorite pastimes. Yes. Um, But that's it. Uh, They love lots of things as well. Um, But those are, those are key. Okay. Okay. This one I'm. Yeah. Let's, let's ask it. All right. So this is the really, this is a really good one. It is. What is your dream for dog friendly KW? Are you going first or am I going first? Um, you go first. Okay. So I've been saying lately that my dream is for Kitchener Waterloo or for the Waterloo region to become the most dog friendly community in Canada. I don't know how to quantify that. I don't know what it actually looks like outside of just my own anecdotal experience. But I would say like if we had a vision, like I think that would be it. Yeah, and um, you know, educate isn't necessarily the word I want to use, but to be able to, you know, just promote these dog-friendly spaces and promote uh, responsible dog ownership. Um, so uh, that's 
yes, to have the most dog-friendly community in Canada would be fantastic, but also to have the most responsible dog owners that go to these places right. in Canada would be the dream, I think. Yes. Um, and that is kind of like through our events that we've hosted, all different calibers of the events that we've hosted, uh, we've we've kind of seen that. We've seen the very responsible um, dog owners coming out with their dogs, and it yeah. just makes our hearts so happy. So. Yeah, I would say like pie in the sky, like if I won a lot, the lottery – I would want us to have like our own event space Mm -hmm. like that where we could host like anything and everything we wanted related to dogs. How fun would that be? I know. I like anybody got like a couple mil laying around. Give us a call. (laughs) We're we're ready. Uh, Bring your dog. (laughs) Uh, amazing. All right. Well, thank you so much to everybody who submitted questions. We are going to take a quick break and then as is tradition, come back with a recap of our season and what we're looking forward to next season. Stay tuned. You've been listening to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast, and today is our season finale Q&A episode. So we have been answering all of your questions. Um, To wrap up today's episode, Justine, can you share what your favorite episode of the season five Dog Friendly KW Podcast was? Oh, this is literally the hardest question. Um, okay. I'm going to pick two. So I, oh my God, so difficult. Okay. I'm going to, I got two. Okay. So so many good ones. I know. Okay. So, I mean, our pooch party, like season opener, like doing that live was so fun and, it sounded like it turned out so great and it's just like, it's just such a good episode. I loved it. And I will say, I also really loved having Owen from terrible Toby's come on because that's something we haven't done before. Um, we haven't had a business owner come on just to like share their story and talk about why they're so passionate about the work that they do and where they want to see their business going. And, um, I really enjoyed like hearing that part of, the terrible Toby's business. Cause it's not something you really get to hear about often. Um, so I'd love to hear, like, I'd love to have more business owners on in the future so we can hear more about their stories and, and how they got to be where they are today. I agree. You stole my, you stole my season opener live at the pooch party. That so was good. my, that was so fun. And, um, to have, you know, just ad hoc have um, a vendor, a guest, and a rescue come on and just answer questions right. was just so sweet. And the perfect woofing in the background. That was uh, the best. Like, it, was, it, was, it was great. I also really liked, um, well, all of our guests. To have Saber Scruff back on again was really uh, great. Um, Forever Loved Pets. 
a hyper-local travel agent, and uh, yeah, Owen, like all, all of them were really, really good. I All of our guests are, we are very fortunate to have amazing guests come on our podcast. Um, yes. So okay, all what of are those. You- what are you most looking forward to? Ooh, well, um, to be honest, I am looking most forward to doing more live recordings. I think those are super fun. You get the buzz of the crowd around you. And again, you get to bring in, um, you know, just people who are having a great time. And uh, I think those are more of those are in the works. And I think that they would be a lot of fun to continue doing. I agree. I also am very excited to see what sort of topics we land on in the next season because I feel like we've now recorded 60 plus episodes. So we're kind of starting to get to the end of like those like really fast, like traditional topics that we knew from the get go we wanted to touch on. And I think now we get to be like a little bit more creative on what we bring to the podcast. And I'm excited to see kind of what we land on next season for that. Me too. I cannot wait. With that, thanks so much for tuning in to season five of the Dog Friendly KW podcast. We'll be back in the fall with season six. In the meantime, you can listen to all of our episodes on Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also catch reruns every Saturday at 11 a.m. on our pals, Midtown Radio kw station so thank you so much and uh we'll talk to you soon have a great summer fall i don't remember when this is airing woof woof bye